Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 74. And this week we are talking to Kelly Hanlon McCormick. She is a life coach that talks about anxiety. This is an amazing podcast. I learned so much talking to Kelly. You know, I think I've probably shared with you guys that I do have um, an anxiety disorder, and I am, in fact, capable of doing all the things I do in the world even with that on board. And I'm so excited to bring you all of the amazing things that Kelly is working on uh, to the podcast because it is really going to change everything because I know it did for me. Enjoy. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, on this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have Kelly Hanlon McCormick here. She is the host of the Transforming Anxiety podcast, and she is going to come today and talk to us about her work and how we show up when we have anxiety, when we have overwhelm, and all that sort of stuff that everybody lives with, my friends, all of us. And she's going to talk to us about how we can actually transform that anxiety. So welcome, Kelly. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. So excited to be here. Um, So I've been coaching for, well, it'll be eight years. It's eight years this year. It's been a while. Um, And yeah, all around anxiety, stress, overwhelm, kind of that family of emotions that um, I don't limit us and gets us down right? Keeps us feeling stuck, whether this is at work, whether it's at home, um, whether it's with our own personal goals and everything. So, you know, there's, I don't know, 40 million Americans or so that struggle with some form of anxiety. So we are not alone. (laughs) Not at all. And I am one of those 40 million. So what do you wish that everyone could know about anxiety? Um, That it's not a problem. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. My anxiety sure feels like a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. This, we have this idea that, and like across the clients come to me telling me that they have this problem, the problem is anxiety and that they want to work with me to fix the anxiety problem. Right. Sure. But if we really think about anxiety, first of all, it's an emotion and we don't think of, I mean, I guess there are some emotions that we think are problematic, <laughs> but we also expect to experience a whole range of emotions, right? We know that sometimes we're going to be happy and sometimes we're going to be sad and sometimes we're going to be excited and sometimes we're going to be frustrated. And we don't really think of those as problems per se, the way that we look at anxiety, the way that we look at stress, right? We really think that those are like, this is a really big problem that we have to solve. So the first thing I would say is that anxiety is an emotion. And because of that, it's not a problem and there's nothing wrong with feeling anxious, right? Hmm. And the other thing is that anxiety is also a physical sensation. It's also something that our bodies, when we go into that fight or flight stress response, our bodies experience that, you know, that hormonal shift, you know, 
neurotransmitters are jumping into our bloodstream and we're in that fight or flight stress response, it's also a physical sensation. So think of things like hunger or hot or tired or thirsty. Anxiety is also one of those things. So we're dealing with a couple of different things when we're dealing with anxiety. But the biggest thing I want people to really to really know and to question is that it's not a problem. And when we start shifting that story, right? Like, like this is where that transformation starts around anxiety. When we start, start shifting the story about this so-called problem that we have and we start looking at it a little bit differently, like a whole world of options opens up. So that's a, yeah. That's super interesting that you say that because as somebody who suffers with anxiety who, and who, no kidding, my life has been transformed by life coaching around yes. my anxiety, but I just remember lying there in bed at night with every single solitary thing I've ever done wrong since middle school going through my head. And it sure felt like it was a problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. It feels like, you know, we start believing that that, how it's showing up, right? Like, I mean, you're not at all alone in that middle of the night ruminating on mm -hmm. like, who am I and all the things I've done wrong ever. <laughs> in my life, right? Um, but it's not that experience that's a problem. That's like the symptom. That's what shows up. And so that's what we think we're dealing with. It's like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like to be awake in the middle of the night feeling icky. So can you fix this, right? right. But when we dig into that, we start finding like, this is so much more about like who you believe yourself to be what you believe about your own strengths and weaknesses or what you're offering. The it's different for everybody. But, you know, that symptom isn't fun, the middle of the night ruminating and icky. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like really understanding that that's not the problem. That's just like a side effect. That's like how the problem shows up. And if you could treat that as a red flag, if you could treat huh. that as a signal that there's something deeper, this is like the invitation to go deeper. This is the invitation to check out what's going on in your mind. Yeah. That's fascinating. I love that. I love that so much that, that recognizing something in your body, which is what I talk to my clients about is an invitation that, you know what, you can figure this, this is something that is going on. It's located somewhere in your body. And this is your, yourself telling you, let's, let's maybe pay attention to this. Um, yeah. 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 And that's super important. So in, in understanding this transformation, how, like, what led you here to coach around anxiety? Like, how is this, how is this your calling? Um, well, this is my path. <laughs> this is for sure the invitation I got, right? Like, I think this shows up differently for everybody. And I think for any human being who's paying attention, <laughs> right? Like, we all get an invitation of some sorts. For some people, they are overworking. For some people, they are overeating. For some people, they're over drinking. For some people, they're shopping. For some of us, it looks more emotional. And it's something like, you know, a, a real set pattern, that habit around something like anxiety. And it becomes kind of a chronic feeling that it's like, I feel like I always feel this way right? That's how a lot of people kind of classify, oh, I'm just always anxious. I'm always stressed, 
you know. Right. It's like when I was thinking, when I, when I first came to the work, it was like a defining part of me. Yes. Like, here's Michelle and she has anxiety. <laughs> That's how we talk about it, right? We're like, my name's Kelly. I'm 5'4". I have brown hair and I'm anxious. Right. Like, those are all equally factual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, the reason I came into this work is, you know, through a long, my own personal history, it was a long line of, of looking at this problem and figuring out like, how can I caretake for this? How can I um, understand this? How can I feel better? And I was doing all the things and trying all the things. And, um, you know, this was back in the day, this was kind of like before the internet, like we maybe had the internet at work, but we didn't, it wasn't in everybody's palm (laughs) everywhere we walked around. Right. Um, there were starting to be books around things like anxiety and things like coaching. Um, but it was just like, like my own personal story was trying all the things, trying all the therapy. I tried all the yoga. I tried all the meditation and that all helped. That's all wonderful stuff. This isn't to knock any of that. That's all fantastic. But for me, coaching was really what like popped this open for me and like shined a light on, oh, there's a way, like there's a process for this. There's a system for this. And if I could view this as just the invitation, just like, you know, somebody else who's struggling with overeating or somebody else who's struggling with overspending, if they could view that as their invitation into figuring out what makes you tick, you know, what are the thought patterns? What are the feeling patterns? What's going on in here? Could this just be an invitation to do Mm -hmm. this work? So when I, you know, got into coaching and then it was like, I want to become a coach. It was a very natural, what am I going to coach people on? It's like, here's the path I've walked. Cause I don't know about you, but I don't want to talk to like a money coach who's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Right. right. Like I want to talk with and some and work with somebody who's walked their talk. Right. Who's really walked the path. So yeah, this was a very obvious fit for me. <laughs> right. Right. And I think that speaks to, you know, when those of us who who are walking the path. So I mean for but if you look at me, I'm a you know, I coach people on how to implement their food safety plans. And I'm not a food manufacturer, but I take all the light, the, the, you know, the skills of life coaching and apply it to showing up to work really well. Um, I think that that's the, there's, there's unique skills that we can bring to bear in the marketplace as entrepreneurs, no matter what we're doing that are based on our lived experiences and being out there and having a willingness to serve others. hundred percent, hundred percent. Cause I don't, I like, see, there's my dog saying hi. <laughs> Hello everybody from Poppy the Golden Doodle. Um, like, I don't care what business you're in, right? It, when it, when you boil it down, it is about personal relationships. It's about communicating with people. It's about like, what do you need and what do you want? And here's what I have to offer. And yeah, whether that's food, it's tech, whether it's teaching, whatever that is, that's, it all boils down to that. Right. And I think that bringing our unique skill sets is such a great way 
to, I think that's such a great way to serve. And I think what you've done about, about bringing this journey into your coaching practice is amazing because it, you know, if nothing else, it like normalizes the conversation, you know, there's nothing like feeling like you're the only person in the entire world that suffers like this when it's just, it's simply not true. Right. No, that's such a good point that, I think the more conversations we can have, you know, if you think back 10, 20, 30 years, if you had told people that you have, you know, a personal trainer and a nutritionist and a chiropractor and a masseuse and a yoga teacher, <laughs> they would have been like, so like, what is wrong with you? Right? Like, nobody took care of their physical health back in the day. Like we do now. Now, Every other person, you know, we live in a relatively luxurious place and time, and most people have hired out whatever their form of like they're partnering with experts and professionals to really like optimize that physical health aspect, right? Mm-hmm. My vision, my hope is that we start to add life coach to that list, and that people are like, yeah, of course, I want somebody to help me manage the game of life and to optimize what I'm creating. Right. And that that's not such like a up and coming new fringe thing, but that it's like, yeah, of course I have a life coach. Sure. Sure. Well, then that brings me to my next question, which, you know, we've talked about a lot of the myths about anxiety and things like that, but then what, you know, I'm, I'm really open and honest with people about my journey. I had postpartum depression. I had, I had some work situations. I'm a veteran for heaven's sakes. Now I'm not a combat veteran, but I, you know, I have a lot of clients who are combat veterans and who are, who they're in professional therapy because, you know, like a lot of us need it. (laughs) And so then what's the difference when we're looking at like approaching our anxiety? What's the difference between what you do and maybe what a therapist does? Yes. Yeah. This is, this is a really great distinction to make. And I think it's important, just like you said, therapy is so valuable. It's super important. And I think for so many people, that is, I mean, who doesn't need <laughs> a therapist and or a coach, right? Like, like with this, this vision I have, it's that we're taking care of our mental and emotional health mm-hmm. and that we have, you know, some, some professional or professionals on board with us, right? Mm-hmm. We have a coach. So to simplify it down to like a really short story. I think the biggest difference between therapy and coaching is that therapy tends to look back toward the past and to anything that really needs to be healed or processed or digested and really just understood to kind of bring a sense of wholeness and completeness to this present moment. And like Mm -hmm. I said, for so many of us, that's so valuable and so, so important, right? Mm -hmm. For me, Now, this is where I'm going to interject my opinion. (laughs) For me, after years and years of therapy, it kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, we can keep telling that story. (laughs) Right. Right. Or like there was no, there wasn't any future focus. We we weren't in a creating proactive um, moving forward and really like what now space. Mm -hmm. So it got to be a very 
rep, you know, repetitive backwards facing. And once I got to that point of like healed and, and complete and whole and like fully functioning in this present moment, I was really excited about looking forward. This is where I think coaching comes in, right? Is looking forward and saying like, what do you want to create from here? Like, what do you want to do? How can we optimize whether that's professional, whether that's relationships, whether it's personal finances, whether it's your physical health, whether it's a combination of all of those things, but it really gives you this framework to look forward and say, what do you want? Like, how do you want to live? How do you harness the power of your mind? And it gives you all those tools for moving forward. So I, I mean, it sounds like you have too. I've worked with plenty of clients who are also working with a therapist. I think they complement each other beautifully. Um, I've worked with a lot of clients who are kind of transitioning out of therapy and they're looking, you know, more towards that, like now what, and they're looking toward, you know, to answer those questions. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that's really important. And I want to inject something in here because I have, again, I have a lot of veterans who listen to me and we have a lot of farmers and you're probably, you may be aware of the veteran suicide crisis that we have. We lose 22 veterans a day. Um, and when we talk about life coaching, we talk about anxiety, it's not for the pathological problems that our vets are bringing home. Okay. That there is a place for therapy and it's not for pathological problems that people are having as a result of what's happening in our farming, farming communities and in our internal conversations about those sorts of things. And I just, I want to draw that distinction because you can use both of them, but when you're in crisis, that's not what life we should use for. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's a really important distinction to make. And, and like, and you just said too, you know, I think they can complement each other beautifully. Right. Um, But there is a time and a place for both and knowing, I mean, there are plenty of people that I have talked to and I'm like, you know what? I think you would much like you would benefit far more from therapy at this point. Right. And coaching down the road for sure. Yes. And I think that's a, a super important distinction to make. So let's let's transition from that cheerful topic. <laughs> because what I wanna what I wanna talk to you about, because I talk with all of my all of my guests about this, is your entrepreneurship journey. So, you know, yeah. We, I have tons of people who are listening to this who are either thinking about starting their own business or who are um, already in and running their own businesses. And so talk to me a little bit about like what advice you would give someone um, who is an entrepreneur who's starting their entrepreneurship journey you know, as yeah. just, you know, like from your life experience. Um, yeah. Well, we could talk for hours about this. <laughs> I have a feeling. Um, I'll give you a super short like how I came into this. So I told you I've been coaching for about eight years. Um, five or six of those years, I was also working full-time in corporate America. And I was literally, this was a pure side hustle, meaning I was coaching from my car over my lunch hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> literally. Like I had five weekdays. So there were five clients a week I could have. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they were all at noon central standard time, right? Like, uh-huh. That's how I ran my business for years because that's what I could do right then. And so I give you that little like personal story to say, I think when you're ready to go full time, all in on 
starting a business on the entrepreneurial journey. Like it's a matter you have, it took me months to really hire myself to be that person, that full-time entrepreneur, to be the CEO of my company, to be a full-time coach, like to really transition into that. And it sounds kind of fun and kind of glamorous. (laughs) And I'm always, right? Like people are always finding me at events or parties whatever. And they're like, so tell me everything. How does this work? Right. They're fascinated by the idea that I'm an entrepreneur and (laughs) I'm like, well, it's not nearly as sexy (laughs) (laughs) as it might sound. Um, you, you really like the levels and the depths to which you have to be committed and in love with what you're doing are never ending because the obstacles just keep coming. And I don't say this as as a like, hey, don't do it. Mm -hmm. I say it as like, if you're that kind of person, you're going to see these obstacles and it's just like, yeah, give me more, give me more, give me more. Like, this is the challenge. This is like where I sink my teeth in. It's so exciting. Right. Um, It's a certain breed of person. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And I just think it's hilarious. You're like, when when you said I I went and I hired myself and I was just thinking that it feels like I go through my own job interview every day. Like every day it's it's a job interview of how are you gonna solve this problem? Tell me the story of what you're doing and how this is going to work. And, and, you know, like those questions that we ask other people in job interviews. And I think that level of resilience, uh, you know, because most of us have gritted our teeth through a job interview or two. (laughs) Oh yeah. And now that you say that, I'm like, huh, that might be what I do every day. (laughs) I think that's so smart though. Right. It's like, how can you, first of all, how can you ask powerful questions of yourself as the manager of yourself, right? Like asking yourself if you're like, okay, I'm going to be the best manager because I'm the one, I'm the boss and that's the one in charge here. Right. Right. But then when you hear those questions and it's like, here's what we have to solve today. Here's what we have to do today. Here's what we didn't anticipate. Here's the problem. Then it's like, then you get to ask, answer the questions or, you know, or challenge yourself to be like, how can I be the best employee? Mm Mm-hmm constantly. So I think we're, we're constantly in this, you know, how can I be the best manager and how can I be in the best employee of this company? Because for a lot of us, at least in the beginning, when you're a solopreneur, you're all of those things. Right. right? Uh (laughs) And it is like this never ending job interview. (laughs) Right. It's totally, it's like on the job interview, like every single day (laughs) for all the positions. I love that so much. (laughs) When, when, when you start thinking about it, are there some resources out there that really helped you in this journey and like figuring, figuring out your entrepreneurship journey? Oh, with entrepreneurship. Um, yes, (laughs) yes, there, I mean, this is another one of those rabbit holes. I think that we have to be very careful mm. about there are, I mean, especially now with the Instagram and the Facebook and the internet and the webinars and the da da da. There are so many rabbit holes that we can go down where it's like, 
oh, I think I need to do this part. But then that expert says something about like a Facebook ad that you just didn't even know existed. So you're like, okay, now I've got to study this. Right. And you could spend years researching and taking the courses and doing all the things. And I literally, in my notebook, um, at the very end of 2019, going into 2020, I sat down and I mapped out, this isn't really a resource, but this is like how to think about resources maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mapped out who I was going to essentially hire, I'm using loose air quotes here, as my teachers and my experts for 2020. And I I would love that. (laughs) Limit myself, right? So I have like one social media person that I follow. I have one um, like kind of business um, coach, you know, that I follow. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's one more. How would I categorize her? One is kind of just like a, like a entrepreneurial solopreneur right kind of personal development right so it was like okay i've got these three experts right and that's it right like i do their programs one of them i work with one on one one of them i work with in a group but it's like there are going to be so many shiny objects and fun sounding programs and things that are just like oh you know what would really help make your business the biggest success ever I'm like, no, I'm just not doing it in 2020. So, and then I'll do, I'll reevaluate this again for 2021, right? And see like, what are the goals? Where do, who do I need to hire? Some of these people don't even know I exist. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't think it has to be a one-on-one private coaching situation necessarily, but it's like, I mean, like Amy Porterfield is one of mine that I, I took her digital course Academy and I'm like, done. That is what I need to know about digital courses and webinars and creating that kind of content. I'm not going to, there's so many others I could take. Right. Oh my God. You could spend all your life uh, thinking, thinking about that. And you know, honestly, one of the reasons I started my podcast is because I have this like super, super specialized, you know, information and knowledge and things like that. Yes. Yeah. And I realized not everybody can afford to hire me. Like that's totally okay. Right. (laughs) Yep. And and but but narrowing who you're going to listen to can be so important because all everybody like this drives me absolutely insane when everybody is like i have the one thing and i'm like i have the one thing for me right <laughs> you know right and i'm probably as susceptible in my copy as anybody else like this is going to be the one thing that changes your life Sure. With respect to your food safety plan. Now, <laughs> there, like, if the one thing is writing a complete and comprehensive food safety plan, yep, that'll change. That is the one thing that will change your business. But <laughs> right, right. You know, but this, but this, this whole concept of, you know, there's this one thing that changes everything. It's exhausting because it constantly yeah. makes us feel like we're missing out on that one thing. Yes. And just drives us into a crazy space in our own head. <laughs> right. So I just like, don't let yourself feel like you're missing out. Go all in mm-hmm. with the teachers that you pick, pick one or three, you know, pick a constrained way down basically, right. right? Narrow that focus and then be the best student. Sit in the front row and keep your hand up the whole time, right? right? And get yeah. everything you can out of it. 
because you'll know when it's time to move on or when you've grown past it or if you need another go around, right? 2021, maybe I hire the same people. I don't know yet, but right. you'll know if you sit in the front row and you keep your hand up and you just like, like to the point where you're kind of obnoxious, <laughs> right? Like you're going to be the best student because you're going to always be like, what about this? What about this? What about this? I tried this. What about this? Always. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my thing about resources is pick very few. Constrain. I love that. I mean, most people are, most people are, you know, when I ask that question, a lot of people will push their own book, which is totally fine. We write books so that we can like hand our brains over to other people to do with what they will. Totally awesome. Sure. Um, and, but I think constraining and picking and being the best student ever, even with free resources. I tell you all of my listeners, if you did that, I will love you forever. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. I think that would behoove everybody. Right. I and it frees up so much time. You don't have to wonder about, should I sign up for this program? You don't have to spend time doing similar things right. or mm -hmm. contradictory things, <laughs> right? Because so-and-so said this, but so-and-so said the opposite of this. None of that. Right. Exactly. Just go all in. Because it really doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, no, just true. do whatever you're doing 100%. And go all in. Oh. Go all in. Follow it to the end of the road. And then if you're like, you know what? I changed my mind. Then change your mind and go to the end of the road with that one. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, none of this like, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this and I'm going to try this. I remember my clients do this, do this all of the time. And it wastes, and, and what breaks my heart is, is it just wastes a lot of time. Huh? That's it. That is where businesses go to die. Right. Oh, right. Now, what do you, how much do you think the anxiety conversation plays into that? Huh? Oh, a hundred percent. You want to know the, like the most classic breeding ground for anxiety is wondering what you're going to do. Right. Ruminating, worrying, doubting. Well, maybe I should do this. Well, Michelle, what do you think? Maybe I should do this instead. Right. Oh, well, Michelle said this. So maybe I should. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All of that, that is just like, that is where anxiety comes from, mm -hmm. right? It's wondering what we're going to do. It's doubting. It's worrying. And I mean, I don't, this is across the board again with whether it's professional, whether it's their entrepreneurs, whether it's personal stuff with my clients, I'm like, decide. Make right. one decision and we're going to go all the way with it. Right. And if it turns out that you want to change your mind, which sidebar here, we should be celebrating people who change their minds. We tend to punish people for changing their minds, Absolutely. right? Yeah, no, we do. <laughs> we're like, Michelle, remember in 1991 when you said this? <laughs> who cares? <Right>. <laughs> when you know better, you do better. Allow yourself to change your mind. Allow the people around you to change their mind, right? <laughs> if you would decide and just go all in with that, like blinders on, go all in. And then if you ever, if you ever know better, do better, change right. your mind and right. do something different. But that, I mean, the wondering, the worrying, the, I don't know what's going to happen. And we kind of like give up our control to like the ether, that 2 a.m. 
thought that hamster wheel. Yeah, right. Yes. yes. We know that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody's alone in that. That is a very universal struggle. It's a very universal place to, to be. And that is where anxiety breeds. Right. Yes. That's so fascinating. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. And if my listeners want to get in touch with you or hear more, tell us all the details. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on. Um, so you can find out more. The podcast is the Transforming Anxiety Podcast. You can find that wherever podcasts are. I work with people one-on-one. If you're interested in a one-on-one coach to kind of help you figure out this whole anxiety problem like we were talking about earlier and just, you know, learn to manage your mind around stress and overwhelm and that self-doubt. Um, I do still work with people one-on-one. You can find out at my website, kellyhanlonmccormick.com. And there's also information in there. I just recently launched my brand new monthly coaching program, which is so much fun. Yes. It's called the Fierce Calm Project. And that is what we are creating over there is this fierce is, is, you know, kind of indicative of the, like, you have to like go after it, right? There's, there's some, (laughs) there's work involved with this, but the calm is, you know, that's really the, the goal that I think most of us have is that feeling of centered and grounded and rooted and um, calm. Yeah. So that's the Fierce Calm membership. And so that is open for enrollment anytime. People are welcome to join us. We'd love to have them. Sure. Excellent. Thank you so much, Kelly. This has been amazing. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Best of luck on your entrepreneurship journey. Yes. Likewise. Likewise. It's always so fun to chat. Thank you so much, Michelle. You got it. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to join us in The Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.